Hi friends, welcome back to the Bible Project Daily Podcast. And we're working together through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And today we're continuing our series of glimpses through the Genesis chapter 26, where we're looking at the life of Isaac and the situation where he has reached a point of conflict with the local Philistines. Uh, So I'd like to just pick up the text where we left off last time, where it tells us this. Isaac's servants dug in the valley and discovered a well of fresh water there. But the herders of Gerar quarrelled with those of Isaac and said, The water is ours. So he named the well Asek, because they disputed with him. Then he dug another well, and they quarrelled over that one also. So he named it Sitna, and he moved on from there and dug another well. No one quarrelled over it, and he named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. So I've overlapped a bit with last week because I wanted to outline the passage so far. And what I'd like to say is, first of all, he encountered opposition. Then he took that opposition from the local Philistines as an opportunity just to remain gracious, to trust in the Lord. And the rest of the chapter will now give us the outcome, the outworkings of of the decision that he took to deal with the situation in that way. So look what happens now as we continue in verse 23. From there he went up to Beersheba. That night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid for I am with you. I will bless you and I will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Now read that verse in the context of this passage and you have to say, obviously the Lord is very pleased with him. Underpinning everything here is the fact that the Lord said to him, I am your God. And that's a comfort. No matter what you're going through, he knows that the Lord will remain his God. Don't be afraid, he says, because I am with you. I'm your God and that means I'm going to remain with you and I'm going to bless you. Now this is an extension of the Abrahamic covenant that God made previously with his father Abraham. And remember this is the second personal visit, the second time the Lord has personally appeared before Isaac. And it is this point he gives the second revelation to Isaac and he says to Isaac, don't fear anyone. Now remember the situation that Isaac's just been through. He's dug three wells and he's had those wells shut down three times. And yet God comes to him and says, don't fear. I am with you. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your children. I'm going to bless your grandchildren. I'm going to bless your descendants so that they're like the sand on the seashore and the stars in the sky. Now, of course, that's familiar because he's just reminding him of what the Lord said to Abraham and the fact that he will remain faithful to the covenant that was given him. And of course, that reiteration and that covenant is a huge part of what the book of Genesis is about. So here's Isaac's response in the next verse, verse 25. It says, Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent and there his servants dug a well. Now, I think what's going on here is that Isaac says, you know what, I'm just going to remain thankful for the covenant that God made with my father and thereby with me also. And Isaac's response to that revelation from God is he simply responds by building an altar and it tells us that he calls 
upon the name of the Lord. Now that little phrase, call upon the name of the Lord, appears several times in the book of Genesis. First thing you might think of when you hear that is you might think of prayer, and calling upon the Lord no doubt includes that. But a number of commentators are saying that included with that phrase includes an element of proclamation of witnessing out God's faithfulness to anybody around who might hear it. But whatever was involved in that little phrase, this much is certain, he responded to the Lord, and as we shall see indeed, that the local Philistines were aware of that and how he did it. So out of gratitude, he praised and he thanked the Lord. Now, that makes me just think for a moment that in our lives today, there are often probably two ways, two possibilities in how we respond to situations in our lives. How we respond when we face opposition or when things don't go just like we'd like them to. And we can either become grateful or we can become a griper. Now I'm sure we all know people who walk around complaining all the time and maybe we ourselves are challenged at the fact that we need to have a more positive mental attitude. Well, let me just say, I know a great many of you who listen to this are in North America and Western Europe. Let me tell you, if you live in any of those regions, that brings pressures of its own. But no matter how difficult your situation is, compared to a lot of people in the world, we are blessed. And what we should be doing is always remembering that and being grateful to the Lord for the circumstances in which we live, right? So that's what Isaac did here. He looked at his situation and he still praised the Lord. Now in the close of this chapter, he will get a visit from Abimelech and his men and that happens and is described for us from verse 26 onward where it tells us, Meanwhile Abimelech came to him from Gerar with Ahuzath, his personal advisor, and Philcol, the commander of his forces, Isaac asked them, Why have you come to me since you were hostile to me and sent me away? They answered, We saw clearly that the Lord was with you, so we said, There ought to be a sworn agreement between us, between us and you. Let us make a treaty that you will do us no harm, just as we did not harm you, because we always treated you well and sent you away peacefully, and now you are blessed by the Lord. That's interesting. So what's going on here? I'm sure he asked himself that question. These guys had kicked him out of town and they'd covered over his well and kicked him and moved him on at least three times. And now they come to visit him and they offer a treaty. What's going on? Is there a trick up their sleeve? Well, this much is clear. They must have seen him prosper and they must have come to a point of knowing and acknowledging that it was the Lord that was doing it right. So for them to know it was the Lord is important. Now notice in the text, the word Lord is capitalized. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. You see, the Philistines are using the personal name of God. When you see it written in the Bible that way, that's what it means. So they're saying that they want to make a covenant and they want to make it in the name of God. So that means that they had become aware of the blessing that Isaac was receiving and it was from the Lord, not just God in a general sense like a creator of a universe, but the Lord God 
who had made a covenant relationship and promise with Israel. So they are saying, you know what? We've been watching you and we've concluded that the Lord, the one God most high, is with you. And let me tell you something. They probably reached a point where they thought, you know what? We need to respond to this situation by at least uh, making a treaty uh, for the sake, our own sake, and for other people. Now, that's very important. People see, will see that when people are going through trouble, they will often say, you know what? During the time that that person was struggling, I can see they gave thanks to the Lord. And that's the testimony of Isaac here. You see, if you do that, that honours the Lord like nothing else. And they can see that he has been trusting the Lord in the most difficult of circumstances, circumstances that they themselves have put upon him. They ran him out of town. They covered up his wells three times. And yet they saw that he didn't retaliate. They just saw that he kept moving on and kept trusting the Lord and kept seeking peace. He didn't fight with them, even though it suggested early on that he had a greater force and could have done that. He just responded graciously to the point where they recognized that the Lord God was with him. And that is why they decided they wanted a covenant. These people who threw him out of town, who were envious of him, hated him, were jealous of him, now they wanted to make peace and make a covenant with him in the name of God. They realized that the God, the Lord, that stood behind this fellow Isaac, that they, it was important that they made peace because maybe in an, in an element they were still afraid and they didn't want to harm him because they recognized that he is blessed by the Lord God of Israel Most High. God will do the same for us as well, my friends. Okay, that's it for today. We'll continue in this interesting story together next time if we gather together right back here. Tomorrow it is for me, next day for you, whenever that is, on the Bible Project Daily Podcast. Bye-bye for now.